How many has ever heard of the term breakthrough? Breakthrough. It's a very popular term in church circles. It's not a term or, a, or something that I just chose to preach about. While I was in Houston this week, God began to deal with me during the night. He said, you're going to preach on breakthrough this, this, uh, this Sunday. And I said, okay, God, give me some insight to breakthrough. Let me know exactly what you want me to speak to your people, to your flock. I want to speak what Jesus would speak if he was here. He would speak a whole lot differently than I would, Brother Nick. We wouldn't even understand his language, maybe. It was in his original language. But breakthrough is a popular term in church circles. We hear pastors preaching, we have to have a breakthrough. We need a breakthrough. You need a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. Or we're going to experience a breakthrough. So much to the point my dad said, I'm tired of hearing about a breakthrough. I want to see a breakthrough. I'm with him. I want to see breakthrough. <laughs> I want to see breakthrough. Breakthrough seems to have different meanings to different people. You can break through something to get to the other side. Or we may have breakthrough spiritually. Breakthrough is a, a, a word that can just mean so many different things. Before some football games, players come running onto the field and break through some sort of paper banner that maybe a cheerleaders or moms or dads are holding. And Peyton's going to show us a video of that. Praise the Lord. I love what the one boy says. He said, you have to keep trying until you have breakthrough. Like, wow. From the, from the mouths of babes, it was spoken. The fans get excited to see their team break through. It's an impressive entrance before a gridiron battle when you see them kids bust through that. used to be paper. Now they have them Velcroed uh, vinyl strips. You see, they couldn't break through that. But uh, anyway, it gets the fans pumped up, gets the players pumped up. There's something else that I, I, I was thinking about breakthrough. And I got to think about Red Rover. How many ever played Red Rover? Red Rover. And usually you had the two lines of people, and they usually picked on the, 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 the weakest one on the other line to come running. Red Rover, Red Rover, send Shelly right over. She couldn't break through nothing. She's feisty. She probably could break through. But breakthrough means so many different things. In my mind, another kind of breakthrough is when someone is captive. And the forces that are for you breaches enemy lines. And at all costs, retrieves you and breaks captives out of bondage. That's the one I love the most. It's a spiritual breakthrough. I would like to submit to you today that maybe what we're in need of, though, is a breakout to go along with a breakthrough. What I keep reading in the Word of God, I keep seeing over and over uh, different miracles that happen in the Word of God. And, and I, I, one thing I see in common every time, for God to break through... For there be a miraculous miracle, for there be a manifestation of the miraculous, there has to be some action before the breakthrough. There has to be action before the breakthrough.
it tells me once again, God wants to partner with us, with you. Praise the Lord. I want us to read from 2 Samuel verse, chapter 5, verse number 17. I'm in the New King James Version. If I keep going, I'm just going to walk all over my sermon. Not keeping it in order, but I want to read this text to you. 2 Samuel 5 and 17. Now when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. And David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. The Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rapham. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? I noticed David was constantly praying to God and asking what battles to, to, to fight. Will you deliver them into my hands, is what David said. And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. Hmm. So David went to Baal Perazim, and David defeated them there. And he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me, like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, he called the name of that place Baal Perazim. Praise the Lord. I thank God for his word. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word today. It is anointed. I ask you, Lord, to let me speak the words you would have me to speak. Anoint your servant today, Lord, that I can speak your word. I ask our eyes and our ears to be open to what you have to say. Let the seed of the word today go deep inside and let it flourish in our life. And I give you praise. I give you honor. I give you glory. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. 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 You may be seated. I want to preach to you for a few moments with the subject, break out and break through. Break out and break through. We don't need to be like that Pee Wee football team and come running and trying to break through or break out of something and fail at it. We've got to break through. We've got to break out. In our text, David was anointed king of Israel, and the Philistines didn't like it. And the first thing they did, they went looking for him. I'm sure with bad intentions. David heard they was looking for him, and so he went and set his army in order to get ready for battle. David prayed, should I fight this fight? Will I come out victorious? And God said, there's no doubt you're going to go up there, and I'll deliver them into your hands. David went to battle first, though, in prayer. Before he ever went down to have the fight, he had battle in prayer. Will we start our battles when we start our day, when we start our life in prayer first, prayer still changes things. You know what? Prayer also gives us direction. David was looking for direction. He found direction in his prayer closet. Hallelujah. But not only that, he heard. I sought the Lord. He heard and he answered. Hallelujah. That's what he was doing. He was seeking the Lord, and he heard. God heard, and he answered. The Lord said, you're going to break through the enemies. Therefore, he called the name of that place Baal Perazim. It was a place where God broke through. It was a place where breakthrough happened. Maybe you were wondering, 
uh, what does the name Baal Perazim mean? I did, and so I started looking it up. The word Baal, B-A-A-L, just means Lord. How many knew that? It means Lord. And the word Perazim means breach or breakthrough. So Baal Perazim means Lord of the breakthrough. Lord of the breakthrough. That's exactly why David named the place where God broke through his enemies, Belparazim. God is a God of breakthroughs. A breakthrough of military force is a time when the captive probably doesn't know that help is on its way. When I was a child, I grew up and I heard several different times where there was hostages. I remember, I think it was in the uh, maybe late 70s, uh, early 80s, where there was hostages and our, our, our military forces went in. They broke through and retrieved the hostages. I've heard it several different times on news during my life where that's happened. And you know what? In those instances, the captive didn't even know they were coming. They hoped they were coming. I'm sure they were praying they were coming. But they didn't know for sure when, where, or if they were coming. Breakthrough in our own lives is somewhat different. God has a plan for me. He has a plan for you. He said it's his will that none should perish. That's a plan for all of us. To be saved is a plan for all of us. Amen? But God created us to make our own choices. Keep amen. It's, it's good. It's going to be good all the way. He created us to make our own choices. The popular term for the our own choices, he give us our own free will. God will not deliver those that doesn't want deliverance. I'll say it again. God will not deliver those that do not want deliverance. He will not break through strongholds that we refuse to give to him. God will never force you to choose him. God will not make you repent of your sins God's a gentleman. He gives you free will. Whether we're talking about salvation or peace, joy, healing, deliverance, or any other aspect of your life, God is not going to break through uninvited. God is not going to break through without permission from you. Can He do it? Yes, He can. Can He override your will? Yes, He could. But He chooses not to. He chooses to let you have that free will. He chooses you to allow you to make choices in your life. He hears you when you call to him. When you give him permission to fight your battles. I don't believe God is going to break through without you. I believe it's a joint effort. I don't believe God's just going to step on the scene and just blow things away. And you're thought, wow, God, God's awesome. I don't, I don't believe that. I believe it takes a partnering with Christ. I believe you got to want it. I believe you got to be willing. I believe you have to give permission to God to do whatever you need done in your life. I believe God wants participation from us in the breakthrough. Not that he needs our help, but he chooses to work with us. Psalms 8 and 4 said it like this. What is a man 
that you are mindful of him. And the son of man that you visit him. For you have made him a little lower than the angels. And you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. You're thinking, Pastor, why did you put that scripture in there? God loves us so much that he gives us the power to make decisions. And this shows his love. What is man? why, Why does he love us so much to give us these these decisions. Why did he let us make our own choices? Because he loves us. He loves us. He doesn't want to make us do anything. He wants you to love him on your own free will. God loves us so much he gives us the power to make decisions even when it's not his will for our life. God loves you so much that he sent his only son to pay for your sins. We all know John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. What a message. What a message right there. I believe he wants us to return the love that he extends to us. I believe that is why he wants to participate in our breakthroughs and he wants us to participate with him being saved is the greatest breakthrough that you'll ever encounter amen it's the greatest experience i've ever had in my life i can name a lot of things in my life that i thought was the greatest thing the first baseball game i ever went to i thought it was the coolest thing just to tell you a quick story we was in st louis packing up and leaving after revival and the pastor come up to me and he said hey drew and i would never been to a baseball game he said, hey, Drew, next time you come to town, I'll take you to the baseball game. I cut my eyes up at my dad. And I looked back, I was like, oh, okay. When I was growing up, if we didn't do it, I thought it was a sin. If our, our family didn't do it, I just thought it was a sin. So I looked up at my dad. We got on the bus. We're traveling down the highway, and I'm sitting there. I go, dad, is baseball going to baseball games a sin? He goes, No. I said, why have we not gone to some? And he goes, you never asked. It was a great moment going to a baseball game. It was a great moment going to see my teams play for the first time. It was a great moment to get married, to meet Shelly. It was a great moment to see the birth of my kids. Nothing is a greater moment than when I was saved, when I give my heart to God. It was a breakthrough that I needed. It was the breakthrough and everything in my life is going to be based upon is when that salvation come to Drew. Because Drew surrendered everything to God. Hallelujah. Being saved is the greatest breakthrough you'll ever experience. Being on the, the believing in Jesus, the, the truth, the life, the, 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 the way, the truth, and the light is the greatest breakthrough there is for mankind. Knowing that God has forgiven your sins and your name's been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, is the greatest breakthrough you'll ever have. I've noticed that breakthrough comes in the Bible when people are participating with Jesus. When we're in the presence of Jesus, breakthrough seems to always come. When we're in the presence of Jesus, it seems like there's healing. When we're in this house and the presence of God is so strong, we begin to pray for, for people. It seems like the power of the Holy Ghost is just there, and he heals 
people. And, and it's no different in the Bible. When Jesus was present, things happened. People were saved. People were delivered. People were healed in the presence of God. It's the same way right now. I, I read where Paul and Silas had a breakthrough in their midnight hour. They begin to sing to the Lord. They tell me this was the inner prison. They tell me it was in the, the deepest part of the prison that probably there was sewer inside this prison. And they're in stocks. They're in chains. They're in bonds at the midnight hour, locked in a cell, they begin to sing to the Lord. <laughs> they begin to sing to the Lord. What they were really doing is starting to participate in their breakthrough. They were putting actions to what they believed. They began to praise God in their dilemma. Just because things were not going their way, they didn't stop their praise. Paul and Silas knew what it was going to take. They began to open their mouth and let their worship connect with the Almighty God that breaks through every circumstance. This is an important lesson to learn. Just because things are not going our way is no reason to stop praising God. Just because life has thrown you a curve is no reason to stop going to church. It's no reason to stop worshiping. It's no reason to stop praying. It's no reason to stop reading your word. God is still on the throne no matter what position you may be in in this life. Paul and Silas were praising and worshiping in troubled times, in uncomfortable times, in times where most of us would just give in and say, you know what, we're defeated. They got us. They were praising God. They were praising the God of the breakthrough. <laughs> the woman with the issue of blood was tired from all the things she had tried. I'm sure she was weak and in constant pain. She spent her time, she spent her effort, she spent her money on things trying to change her situation. Once again, this sounds so much like us. We try everything that we can do within our own power. And I'm not saying we need to be lazy and not try to do things. I'm just saying the first thing we ought to do is pray. The first thing we ought to do is talk to our Heavenly Father. The first thing we ought to do is go to the great physician. The first thing we ought to do is go to our provider. We've been saying it a lot recently. We're not just seeking provision. We're not just seeking healing. We're not just seeking these. We're seeking God that does all these things. She needed her life changed. Listen to this. But when she started pursuing Jesus, things started to change. Her faith begins to grow when she started pursuing Jesus. If I could just touch his garment. If I could just put my finger on his robe, if I could just get close enough to reach out and feel the hem of his robe, touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made well. I know I'll be healed. I know I'll be made whole. I know I'll have a breakthrough. Hallelujah. When she partnered her faith with Jesus, breakthrough in her life was manifest in an instant. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, Jesus is looking someone for someone to worship him even in despair. He's looking for someone to praise Him in their midnight hour. Praise Him in their spirit, even when they're in prison, when they're bound by something. He's looking for someone that's bound in chains, locked up in stocks, to open their mouth and begin to praise God for His mighty acts. Praise God for delivering from what man couldn't deliver you from. Praise Him even when nothing is going right. Praise Him whom we have believed in. Hallelujah. Praise Him because He's been faithful in the past and I know He's going to be faithful now and in the future. Praise Him when all hope seems to be lost. 
keep praising him. He's looking for people who will press in. He's looking for people that would pursue him. He's looking for people who would take a chance on him to trust him and to put their faith in him. He's looking for people to partner with him. He's looking for people that will partner with him for the breakthrough. The woman with the uh, blood issues was going against the grain. She was unclean. She wasn't supposed to be there. She was doing the unusual. She was doing the uncommon. She was depending on reaching Jesus to have a breakthrough in her life. Nothing else was going to do. She tried everything in her power, and now it's time to put her trust in Jesus. What I see in these two stories is even in the bad times, even when the money's not there, even when the health is not there, even when things are just not going right in your life, it's not a time to stop praising Him. It's not a time to stop pursuing Him. If you want breakthrough in your life, it's going to take the uncommon thing on your part to keep going after Him. Hallelujah. I want to say something right here, not to offend anybody, but I want it to open our eyes. I believe the church world has become lazy. Do you agree with me? The church world has got lazy. I'm not saying every person has, has gone lazy. I'm just saying the, the church world as a whole seems to have got lazy. We don't want to do anything. We want God to do everything for us. Well, we have the United States mentality, don't we? I want the government to do everything for me. I don't have to do anything. It's proven. People can't even get workers right now because the government's still paying people to stay home and do nothing. They become lazy. We become lazy to the point that we want God to do everything for us without any effort on our part. I'll say it again. We become lazy to the point that we want God to do everything for us without any effort on our part. Once again, it's not because he couldn't do that or can't do that. He's not going to do that. Because God is great and his mercy, some feel that they don't have to have a part in their breakthrough. God is merciful, so I don't have to do anything. Psalms 136 and 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his mercies endure forever. So I don't have to do anything. I just be lazy and lean on the word. And that scripture was true when it was written. Still true today. But mercy is no reason that we should be lazy. Ephesians 2, 4. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made a... Uh, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Love, grace, mercy is no reason for the Christian to become lazy in our part to have a breakthrough. Once again, believing on Jesus is the greatest breakthrough in, in our walk with God. It's the break, greatest breakthrough we're going to have in our life. But we all still need breakthroughs in other aspects of our life. Some need a breakthrough in their families. Some need a breakthrough with their spouse. Others need a breakthrough in their health. Others need a breakthrough in their finances. Christians still need breakthrough in their life. Just because you receive Jesus as your personal Savior doesn't mean the devil stopped trying to torment you. He hasn't stopped trying to kill, steal, and destroy. He's still after you. I don't care if you had a great week. The, could have, the money could have been great. The family could have been great. Everything could have... I mean... The wife could have cooked great. I mean, everything could have been great. Don't you dare mistake it. The devil's still after you. 
He still wants to kill you. He still wants to take you out. He's still trying to hinder and take away the, the abundant life that Jesus has for you. Sometimes things in life start piling up until there's a wall and the enemy has constructed. And he's done it little by little until we don't even notice it. And we call them walls strongholds. There are things that the enemy has placed in our lives that we need breakthrough in. It's easier for us to look at someone struggling with addiction and say, they need a breakthrough. And they do. But whether you're saved in this place or whether you're a sinner, God has a breakthrough power that he wants to demonstrate in your life, but he wants your participation. I believe God could do it for us today. We wouldn't have to lift a finger to see it. I mentioned it earlier. God wants to partner with you. He wants to work with us, and he wants us in him. He's not going to impose his will on us. That's why I titled this sermon, Break Out and Break Through. In each instance we read about illustrated today, people worked with God to see breakthrough. You say, well, how, how did that happen? I think about what each person had to do to see a breakthrough. David sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. He still had to align his army. He still had to fight the battle in the physical. He wasn't lazy. He went to war. Paul and Silas didn't just wait for breakthrough. They began to capture the heart of God themselves. They began to express their love for God through song. They opened their mouth with praise and breakthrough came. The woman with the issue of blood didn't give, just give up and say, well, you know, whatever happens, happens. This was my lot in life. She, pers she pursued Jesus. She went out of her comfort zone. She pressed in. She went after Jesus as hard as she could because she needed a breakthrough. And in my mind, they were all doing the unusual things. They were all having to take a step before they saw the breakthrough. They went after God. They didn't let the problems they were facing stop them. They broke out of the mentality that we're going to sit and die in this prison. They broke out of the mentality that they were going to die with a health issue. They broke out of the world's thinking. They broke out of the lazy mentality that says, if God wants to, he can. They, they partner with God. They did their part. They prayed, they lifted their voices, they battled, they praised, they followed after God until breakthrough came in their lives. He is the God of breakthrough. It's time that we do everything in our power to partner with His power. Partner with God's power. It's time we take a stand and say, no matter what comes my way, I'm partner with God. I'm going to take action. I'm going to take steps toward Jesus, even if it looks silly. Even if I sound crazy. I'm going to mention this, Brother Nick. I hope this doesn't offend you. I didn't ask you if I could tell this. A few weeks ago, Brother Nick, the power of God hit him, and he went to shouting, just dancing down the aisle. And he told me, he said, the devil was on his shoulder while he was dancing and said, you look foolish. Right? 
He said, I don't care what I look like. I'm praising God. He kept on. He kept on. He kept on. It's going to take the unusual thing. You know, that's, that's a demonstration of God's spirit hitting us, and we're going to act different ways. But I want you to know when we pursue Jesus, we're going to act different. We're, we're going to do things differently. And so many times we just want to say a prayer and just move on, and I, I don't want to button my jacket and act like nothing's wrong with me. I'm broken. If I don't have Jesus for a breakthrough, I'm going to stay broken. If I have to stand on my head and say the alphabet backwards for him to have breakthrough in my life, that's what I want to do. It's time for us to put down this, uh, this facade and say, you know what, Lord, heal me of this, touch me of this, deliver me from this. And then we want to just sit back and act the same way. If he's a God that delivers us, we need to act like he's a God that delivers and give him the praise, the glory, and the honor that he deserves and then follow him every day, pursue him every day and let, us, let him know we're partnering with you, Jesus. We know without you, Jesus, we're not going to have a breakthrough. Without the Holy Spirit, you're not going to have a breakthrough. It's time. That we do everything in our power to partner with his power. It's time we take a stand and say no matter what comes our way, we're going to partner with Jesus. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to seek God. I'm going to follow God. I'm going to touch God. I'm going to partner with God. I'm going to believe God until Baal parades him. The Lord of the breakthrough breaches the enemy walls in my life. Here's what I felt Lord, the Lord told me to do. If you're in need of a breakthrough, and I want to just tell you right now, I don't know anybody that doesn't need a breakthrough in some part of their life. If you're in need of a breakthrough, this is what the Lord told me. <laughs> he said, let's start right now. He told me, he said, lay your hands on those that want a breakthrough today, Drew. Partner with them. Put an action to the to, to, to their prayers. He said, we're going to see a breakthrough today. There's going to be a breakthrough today. Any problem, any enemy stronghold, I want to pray with you today. By stepping out and walking to this front, you're putting action to the belief in the God of the breakthrough. In the Lord of the breakthrough. Father, I thank you today. You are the Lord of the breakthrough. Give us courage, Lord, to do the unusual. Give us courage, Lord, to take a stand when no one else is. Give us courage, Lord, to submit ourselves to you and resist the devil. Give us courage today, Lord, if we truly want to break through, that we're obedient to your word, we're obedient to your servant, and today will be the day of breakthrough. God, I know what you spoke to my heart. I know what you want to do in this place. And you're not going to over override anyone. You're going to do exactly what they want you to do in their life. You're going to break through for them, Father. If they'll take a stand with you, they'll begin to praise, they'll begin to worship, begin to pursue. 
there will be a breakthrough today. Thank you, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to give us courage in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you come?